Welcome to Tennessee Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons, and we are located in Maryville, Indiana. Okay, today we're going to be, we're going to take a break from Acts this week, and we're going to talk about the truth about fasting. A lot of people during this time of year is fasting, and we're going to give you a little insight on what it really means. Okay? Yes. So we're going to start, and it says, don't look like you're fasting. Yes. So what does that mean, don't look like you're fasting? And we're going to read from Matthew 6, 16 through 18, and it says, and when you fast, do not look gloomy mm-hmm. like the hypocrites, right. for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say unto you, they have received their reward. They have received their reward. Don't look like you're fasting. Don't be looking all down and like you're so tired and you're so hungry. And everybody's like, what's wrong with you? I'm fasting this week, you know, and the Lord will provide, you know. (laughs) Don't do that. 17 says, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Mm -hmm. Does the pastor supposed to anoint my head when I'm fasting? But when you're fast, in 17, Mm -hmm. anoint your head. You anoint your own head and wash your face. Clean yourself up. Don't look all crazy. (laughs) People shouldn't even know you fasted. You always see people going around telling everybody, yeah, we fasted today and we've been fasting. It's okay to talk about it after you're done, Mm -hmm. but while you're doing it, just, that's what Fasting is supposed to be between you and God. Right. Everybody ain't got to know you fasting. <laughs> 18 says, well, 17 and 18, it says, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, mm-hmm. that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. God got secrets. No, this is a secret that you have. Mm-hmm. Between you and God. Because you're not supposed to be going around telling everybody that you fasted. Right. And it says, and your father who sees in secret mm-hmm. will reward you. He sees that you're going out of your way to keep it to yourself. And keep it between him and you. Mm-hmm. That's important. When you are fasting. It is between you and God only. You're fasting for God. Mm -hmm. Not for man. Not for your bishop. Not for your apostle. Not for your pastor. But you're fasting for God. Mm -hmm. We cannot forget that we are doing these things for Christ Jesus. Right? Right? Mm -hmm. We can't. We can't forget that we are doing these things for God. 
So when you are fasting, don't look like you're fasting. Amen? Amen. Okay. Next part, it says, why don't you hear us? Mm-hmm. Why don't you hear us? And we're going to read from Isaiah 58, 3 through 7. Okay. And it says, why have we fasted? And you see it not. Mm-hmm. This is Isaiah talking. He's asking the question, God, why, why are we fasting and you don't see it? And then it says, why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? Mm-hmm. Why are we humbling ourselves and doing all of this and you're not even paying no attention? He says, behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure and oppress all your workers. Because you're doing this for you. Mm. You're not doing this for God. God said, you ain't doing this for me. You're doing this for you. Right. How you gonna fast for you? Mm-hmm. I'm fasting in the name of myself. <laughs> That's what you're basically saying. Mm-hmm. For it says, behold, You fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with wicked fists. Can you imagine somebody fasting and then you still going out, cursing people out on your fast? Acting a fool, being mean while you're fasting. You can't tell me nothing because I'm fasting right now. I ain't got time for y'all. Yeah, I mean, and there ain't nothing in the Bible that these people don't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen them do it. I nut. Behold, you you fast only to quarrel and to fight mm-hmm. and to hit with wicked fists. Mm-hmm. It says, fasting like yours this day will not make your voice to be heard on high. God ain't listening to you while you're doing all of that, while you're trying to fast. So your fast is in vain at this point. Mm. You're fasting. You're praying to God. But then when you get up, you're all mean to people, cursing people out, (laughs) yelling at people that cut you in line, Mm. road rage, all this kind of stuff. Mm. So what's the point of fasting if you're doing all of that? Right? Five says, is such the fast that I choose? A day for a person to humble himself? Is it to blow down his head like a reed? Bow down his head like a reed? Mm -hmm. Or to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Mm -hmm. Will you call this a fast and a day accepted of the Lord? If you do all of that stuff, but your heart isn't with God, mm-hmm. it's in vain. Right. Now, he goes on to say, and, and, and so you would ask the question, mm-hmm. so you would ask the question, why do we suppose to fast? Mm-hmm. If that, oh, mm-hmm. if, if, 
Why are we supposed to fast? So it says, it's not the fast that I choose. This is Isaiah, he's talking. To loose the bonds of the wicked, of the wickedness. To undo the straps of the yoke. To let the oppressed go free. And to break every yoke. Now, when you talk about these things, mm -hmm. it says to loose the bonds of the wicked. Right? So this means you are bound. And it says to undo the straps. This still means you are bound. Right? right. It says to let the oppressed go free. That still means they're bound. And to break every yoke. To break something means you're bound. Yeah. <laughs> All of this stuff is stuff that binds you up. Mm -hmm. Now, I want you to understand what it is to fast. Fasting. And when you read this scripture and what he's talking about. is freeing yourself. Naturally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. How do we do that? Just like this pandemic is going on right now. Mm -hmm. If you are fasting on a regular basis, you have a relationship with God, which means, and remember we talked about this earlier, that fasting is between you and God. Now, if you are fasting on a regular and your relationship with God is just between you and God all the time, when there is a pandemic, just like it is now. Yeah. And you got shut out from your church. You would understand how to sustain yourself with God because you're used to it. You've been fasting. True. You've been praying. Mm -hmm. You're used to spending a long time with God. Mm -hmm. So when you get into a situation where it's just you and God, like it is now. On a, at a lot of places because mm -hmm. there's a lot of churches that aren't open yet but you have spent so much time with God because you've been used to fasting and praying this won't be a problem for you mm. because you know to always look to God for what's going on in your life because you've been doing it anyway right. fasting and praying is getting you ready for times like this mm. this is the importance of of the fasting. Right. You get bound by the things around you. You're bound by depression. You're bound by hate. You're bound by anger. You're bound by all of these things that's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. But fasting is understanding that you are in Christ to the point where you allow him to come in and loosen all of that stuff from you. Right? Mm -hmm. So your house is so clean. So when something bad happens, you're good. Right. You understand. You know how to maintain it. You know how to maintain it and you know how to stretch it. Right? 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 Mm -hmm. Awesome. Seven says, Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? And bring the homeless poor into your house. When you see the naked to cover him. 
All of these things that you have learned. Mm -hmm. Your job is to teach others how to do the same thing. Right. You know how to fast. You understand what it means. Mm -hmm. Teach somebody else how to do what you do. Not, even not only teaching them how to do it, but teaching them why they should. Right? It says, in the last part of 7, it says, And not to hide yourself from your own flesh. What does that mean? There are things in your life, whether it's old stuff or new stuff, that don't nobody know about, that you hide from folks, but you don't hide it from God. Right. Those things God is saying, give me that stuff so it won't bind you up. That's right. The iniquities. Do not allow your past mm -hmm. or your present to dictate who you are. That's right. You give that stuff over to God. Let Jesus Christ take that stuff. And let it go. Right? That's right. This is what fasting is. Because it cleanses you. That's right. You can't free yourself if you don't face yourself. Yeah. That's true. You gotta own up to what you do too. Yeah. We see relationships that are falling apart and doing all of these different things. and But you have to know that you had a part to play in that. That's true. And when you come to grips with the part that you play, mm -hmm. then you can move forward. True. But until you come to grips of who you are and what you did, you can't move forward. You're still stuck because what's going to happen is you're going to get into another relationship and the same problem going to come back up because you never dealt with it. You never gave it to God. Yeah, you never gave it to God, so it's still there, dormant. And that's so true. Yeah. Because that just reminds me of my situation from my past. I mean, yes, I was married before, and yes, I got divorced, but I had to own up to my part in the divorce, too. Right. I mean, I wasn't. Do you know such an angel? Uh huh. You know, as I know, I am. I'm just joking. <laughs> but <laughs> but I had to own up with, to my own part too because mm -hmm. the common denominator, yeah, know, is me. Right. You know the situation, and I got in another relationship with another boyfriend. Got in another relationship, but the common denominator is me, and I never was asking God to fix me so He can prepare me for the next relationship that I go to, that I can get married and be settled and be happy. Yeah. And then here we are with you. Yeah. You hear, so, you, yeah. and you hear, you know, women always saying, well, you know, I keep meeting the same kind of guy. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah. What are you doing that you keep meeting the same dude? Yeah. That's what I had to realize. When you change you, you will change your environment. Yeah. Your environment not changing because you haven't changed. That's true. 
we would we love to for God to fix everything. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to change ourselves. And if God is going to fix your situation mm-hmm. and he's, he's going to change your situation, he has to get you ready for the change. The change has to happen in you That's right. because you have to get ready for what he's about to give you. That's right. You see? Yeah. God is not going to change everything around you and you the same way. Because if that's going to if that's the, if that's going to happen, everything around you is going to change. You're still the same. And eventually everything will get back to the way it was because you haven't changed. Then your house will be right back dirty. Right. Because you haven't cleaned yourself up. So true. Handle the hurt that's dealing with you. Right. Find out what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Deal with that in the fasting. Right. God will show you some things. True. And he'll take it away if you allow him to. Fasting is to better yourself in a whole lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. So you can be a better you, and you can be a better you for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Ezra 8 and 21, it says, Then I proclaim a fast there. And this, and this is still answering the question, why are we supposed to fast? Mm-hmm. It says, Then I proclaimed a fast there. At the river, Ava, that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from him a journey for ourselves, our children, and all our goods. When you go into a corporate fast, you're fasting for everyone. But the journey is still, it says, for ourselves. Each individual, which means, again, this journey of fasting is between you and God. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing it in a corporate situation, you're doing it all together, still with God. Mm-hmm. Corporate fasts are great when they're done Right. A lot of churches do do fasts where they say, well, we're all going to fast. And the church fasts. But they never really explain what it means and what it is and why we're doing it. Right. You ask the average person, why y'all fasting? This. They don't know. They don't. This is what we do every year. We fast at this time of year, every year. For what, though? Why are you doing it? You know, it's fasting time. It's fasting time. (laughs) Know why you're doing it. And know what it means to do it. In this church, you know, we, the way I do the fast here, it's just me, and how we do it here. Mm. I don't have everybody fast. I have the leaders fast. Everybody in your church, you, you tell everybody in your church to go on a fast, 
They're supposed to be doing it because you're trying to get something done. You're trying to get something done in the church or you're trying to get some things done in your own life or whatever the case may be. But when you ask everybody to do it, you're not sure that everybody's going to do it. But I expect the leaders to do it. Yeah. Now, the church. So now I, I put it on my leaders and we're going to fast and we're going to get these things done that we need to get done in the church. Mm -hmm. Now, I expect the leaders to do that. But when it comes to the people in the church, we tell the church that we are fasting. The leaders already know we're fasting. Everybody else in the church, if they want to, they can. They don't have to. They're not obligated to. But they can. But everybody knows that when they fast, it's between them and God. Yes. The leaders know what we're trying to accomplish here. Yes. You see? So you have to have a, a determined, especially when you're doing a corporate fast, it has to be a determined reason. Why are you doing it? You know, fast and pray. Not because the pastor says so. Yeah, not just because the pastor says so or mm -hmm. this is what we do every year. Yeah. When you go on a fast, have a reason. There is nobody in the Bible that just fasted for no reason. Right. You know? Right. I think so. Go ahead. Like a real objective. Yeah. Like, take yeah. it serious. Take it serious. Understand that you are talking to God. Right. Your maker. Right. I think a lot of people just do it just to do it. You know, just to do it because, because everybody else do it. Yeah. And yeah. Think it's fun and stuff right. like that to tell people, you know, I'm fasting. Yeah, I'm fasting. But they don't know I'm serious. Right. And like you were saying, you, you're doing it to be seen and all that kind of stuff. We're not trying to do all that. So, we are trying to establish a clear-cut relationship with God and be serious about it. Right? Next question is, what if we are married? How do you fast when you're married? 1 Corinthians 7 and 5, it says... Do not deprive one another. Right. I'll tell you right off the bat. That's right. Don't deprive one another. That's right. You're married. You're married. Right. Don't deprive one another. That's all right. I mean, that's what the Bible tells you. It's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, it's kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> Don't deprive each other. Yeah, your relations. Of your duties. As I was with your wife. Yes, your relationship. Yeah. I'm fasting. They leave me alone. They don't tell you. And you hear people say, well, well, I'm fasting. I can't do that. Why? They tell you in here, don't deprive each other. Right. Then it says, except perhaps. Right. By agreement. You have to agree on this to do this. Mm -hmm. If you if you say we're going to fast and we're not going to do anything with each other. Y'all have to agree on this. This right. is not something you just decide on your own. <laughs> right. Agreement. For a limited time. Don't do this too long. Right. Why? 
that you may devote yourselves to prayer. You're going to do this for a limited time. I'm going to devote myself to prayer. I'm just going to stay in there with God. And, and your spouse has to agree to this. And it says, but then come together again. Why? So that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. I'm going on a 40-day fast. We can't do nothing for 40 days. That's a month and a half. Huh? Right. <laughs> I don't get no sense from that at all. No. Wow. <laughs> Where they do that at? Right. <laughs> and I, and also, I I want to add this part. Like during the fast, mm -hmm. and let's just say you agreed on it, mm -hmm. and you can't hold it hold on any longer. Yeah. Don't you agree that the the person should go ahead and yeah, that's a, a wrap. That's a wrap for that. Yeah, there's and, and, no more holding off. And see, this and this brings you, and this brings you to a point mm -hmm. where when you are fasting, this is why he says, by agreement for a limited time, right. know your limits. Yeah, know your limits know your spouse's limits. Yeah, that's what I mean. As a as a couple, know your limits. Right. You know how long you can go without it. Right. <laughs> so don't don't go past your limit. Right. Why would you do that? Or or you know your spouse's limit. Don't don't do that. Right. Don't do that. Don't be a stumbling block. Yeah, don't be a stumbling block. In your for own your own marriage. Homes. Yeah, your in own your own home, your own marriage. Don't do that. Right. Causing issues for nothing. Cause see, we cannot forget that when you had this, when you become married, you are one. So when you go to God, you're going to God together anyway. That's right. God sees you as one. Mm -hmm. So you have to do this together. Right. You it, you have to touch and agree on it. Right. That's right. All right. Now. The next one it says is fasting about not eating. Mm. Good question. Is fasting about not eating? Yes, it is on some parts, mm -hmm. but not. It's not all about eating. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna find out. It says in what is that? Matthew four and one through four. It says. Then Jesus was led up to the spirit into the wilderness to tempt, to be tempted by the devil. It says, and after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. That comes from the mouth of God. Yeah. So fasting is not just about eating. God said, Jesus already said, the man doesn't have, he doesn't live by bread alone. Mm -hmm. So you, that tells you right there, it's not just about eating. Right? Mm -hmm. He said, but it's about every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
That's what we live on. The word. So that brings us to the next question. It says, What is what is a Daniel fast? <laughs> now let's read about Daniel. We're gonna go to Daniel 10 and 3. Mm-hmm. And it says, I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for the full three weeks. Mm-hmm. Now Daniel told you earlier. Now when you read 10 and 3, this is where everybody goes by. This is what Daniel Fast is all about. He didn't eat any meat. He didn't eat any wine. He didn't drink any wine. But when you read that scripture by itself, that's what we see. Mm-hmm. We read earlier in the ninth chapter. Mm-hmm. This is why it's important that we teach how you need to read the chapter before and the chapter after so you can get a whole understanding about all of this stuff. Right. Right? When you read one scripture, you need to get a brighter scope about what this scripture is talking about. Right. Now, why is, is um, Daniel, everybody believed this, he was fasting at this point. Now, he tells you in the scripture that he does fast and pray in 9. He talks about how he was fasting and praying. The angel was coming to him and telling him a whole bunch of things. And he was learning a whole bunch of stuff. But what happened in this particular time, go to Daniel 10 and 3, but go to 1. We're going to start at 1. Now, what had happened was, Daniel had talked to Gabriel, the angel, in 9, at the end, towards the end of 9. Gabriel was explaining to Daniel all the, all the uh, destruction that was going to happen to Israel. And how they were going to go into captivity for 70 years. Okay, so when he told them all of this, Mm -hmm. then when you get to one, what does it say? Daniel 10 and 1. 10 and 1. And it says, in the third year of Cyrus, um, king of Persia, Uh a thing was revealed unto Daniel. Okay, a thing was revealed unto Daniel. Whose name was called Belshazzar, and the thing was true. Now, the thing that that was came to him that was true mm-hmm. is that the, what Gabriel had told him was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, in this day, you have this king that comes and he's about to uh, put in motion what God said was going to happen. What Gabriel told him was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. And it says, but the time appointed was long uh-huh. and he understood the thing. And okay. he had understanding of the vision. Okay, so he understood this vision. He understood what was going on. He understood what was about to happen. So what did he do? In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. Okay, he mourned for three weeks. Mm-hmm. I ate no pleasant bread. Okay, he ate no pleasant bread. Neither came flesh nor wine into my mouth. Why? Because he was depressed. <laughs> He was mourning. He was mourning. They never read the scripture before. Yeah, you have to know why he did these things. And then they say he ain't no meat, he ain't no wine. He, 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 was, he was upset. And neither did I anoint myself at all. Now, when he says, I didn't anoint myself at all. Mm-hmm. But when you read. Go back. Yeah, when you go back. 
when it says in Matthew 6 and 17. Yeah, when you read 6 and 17, it says what? But when you fast, when you fast, your head, anoint your, your head, head and, and wash, wash your, face. your face. But Daniel tells you in that. Neither did I anoint myself at all. He didn't do it at all. Which Till means he was not fasting. He was depressed. Yeah. He was he was upset about what was about to take place. Mm. So understand the truth about these things. Right. Now, is now is it a point that you can? There is a fast. Mm -hmm. But you fast according to what you need your needs are. Mm -hmm. Especially in your household. You can fast, you know, at this church we fast from 12 to 12. Mm -hmm. 12 midnight to 12 in the afternoon. We don't make it hard on anybody. Yeah. But we get the jobs done because people are obedient. <laughs> yeah. And the fasting is about obedience. And it's about your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And how your household works. Right? Right? That's why you will hear people say, yeah, we're going to fast and we're going to do this. But then they have so many incentives in there. Well, if you are, um, uh, if you're diabetic, then you have to do this and you have to do that. But so there's so many different um, quotes and quotation marks and all of that. But you just do the fast according to what you can do. Right. If you know you're diabetic, you can't go on a fast where you can't eat nothing for... <laughs> For hours or days, you can't. Yeah, you gotta think about your medical. Condition. Yes, you gotta think about yourself. Medical condition. Yeah, you just can't do everything. Right. You gotta think about that. Use God's wisdom when you do these things. Right. Right. But make it where you if you want your whole household, if you want your household where it's like okay, you and your wife, y'all want to go on fast, y'all figure out a fast that is good for both of you. And then that is your fast for your household. Right. So anytime you fast, y'all already know what the fast is for your household. And just do it. Right. Right. God is blessing you with the fast that you're doing. Don't change it. Awesome. awesome. So, brings us to what shall we do? What should we do? Mm-hmm. Joel 2 and 12, it says, Yet even now declares the Lord, Return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Mm. You see how God shows you there's a difference mm -hmm. between fasting and mourning? Return to me with your whole heart. That's what God wants. Right. With all your heart. Come to God wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. Serious. That's right. We're going to do this fast and we're going to do it and we're going to stick to it. And we're going to pray and we're going to give God the glory and all of this. Yes. God just want to see you. Mm -hmm. You want to turn God's head. Fast and be serious about it. Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen when I do that? When I, if I fast the right way, what's going to happen? 
We're going to read Psalm 69, 9 through 10. It says, For zeal for your house has consumed me, and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. When I wept and humbled my soul with fasting, it became my reproach. It became my issue. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I came to the realization of myself. When I fasted, you showed me, you showed me me. Mm. And what I needed to fix. Fasting is about looking in the mirror and God showing you all your issues and you start dealing with them because he's cleaning you up. But you have to be willing to do that when you fast. You have to be truly willing to to allow God to show you you. Mm -hmm. And once you see you, do something about it. Right. Allow God to do something about it. Right? And start working on your issues and coming to the realization that I ain't all that in the bag of chips. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Right? Mm-hmm. What else happens? I'm going to read Acts 13, 2 and 3. And it says, While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Mm. So when they says when they were fasting, they were worshiping the Lord and they were fasting, the Holy Spirit talked to them. So when you, like I said, you want to turn God's head, you fasting, you worshiping God, you praising God, you doing it for real, mm-hmm. oh, he's going to talk to you. Right. You're going to get an answer. That's awesome. Right? Mm-hmm. Then it says, and then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Why? Because that's what the Holy Spirit told them to do. It gave them instructions. So not only did you get God's attention but he gave you instruction. Mm. He tells you what to do. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. And see, and that, and and that's that's what we have for today. And I just wanted to share because I wanted you to get some idea to kind of turn your head a little bit about what fasting is and be serious about it. Some of these things, a lot of people didn't know. So you really have to use this stuff as a, a guide. That's right. You know, to come to Christ and make him, make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. That's right. And you will see that, and watch God move in your life, especially when you start fasting, praying, uh, going into your closet you know mm-hmm. scripture tell you to go into your secret place mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and God tell you in here he'll see you in secret mm-hmm. 
right? Mm -hmm. Because you are making a a effort mm -hmm. to come to God for real and to allow Him to see you. That's what prayer is all about. Prayer is going to God and talking to Him and letting Him know. That's why me and my wife was talking earlier. And um, a couple, I think it was yesterday. What well, was it this morning? I don't know. <laughs> but we were talking. We always talking about God. Yeah, I know. But we were talking about how God loves when we talk to Him and come to Him. Mm -hmm. Because what it does, it shows Him, and especially when we're asking Him for something. Mm -hmm. And not that, you know, uh, that you always have to ask God for something. Mm -hmm. But God knows your heart. And he knows when you truly are asking in the right spirit. Right. And when you ask God for something, he wants you to ask. Right. He wants you to. Mm -hmm. Because he will truly see. Because what that does, it does a couple things. And one of them is to show God that you really understand that Whatever I'm asking him for, I cannot get without him. That's right. And I know that you are the only one who can give it to me. Mm -hmm. You see? Mm -hmm. God, I'm asking you for this one thing. Or God, I'm asking you to heal this person. I'm asking you. Anytime we pray and we're asking God anything, God is listening because he knows your heart. He understands um, who you are because you've been faithful to him. You've been obedient to his word. And he knows when you ask, you understand. And he understands about you that you know that he's the only one who can give it to you. That's, right. That's why Jesus said, when you ask in my name, anything. God will give it to you. Why? Because you're not going to ask anything that's out of his will. And you ask with the right motives. That's right. Amen? Amen? And that is what fasting and praying is all about. Growing your relationship with God. Understanding all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ, his son. That's right. Okay, well, I hope everybody enjoyed that. I hope you got something out of that. Um, we will see you Friday. That's right. For the Sunday school. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Father, we just thank you for these scriptures today. We thank you for the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word. Understanding what fasting really means and what... Uh, showing this relationship that we're supposed to have with you. God, you're guiding us in our hearts and our minds and our souls. You're giving us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word. Now we can go and teach others what we have learned here today. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say, amen. Stay blessed and faithful.